Hey there, welcome to episode 21 of the Connect You podcast. My 21 name is, and 21. 21 and 21. My name is Jeff Cullen. And, and I'm Mark Hughes. And Mark Hughes is here too. Hello, yes. Mark. Hey, Jeff. How are you today? I am excellent. Uh, it is my oldest child's 14th birthday. Oh, that's right. I and knew that. so... It is my, that is my brother-in-law's anniversary, and oh, yeah. it's also my nephew's birthday. It's like, thank goodness for... Uh, for these reminders and your calendar, I had this long <laughs> list for today. October, yeah, October is always a busy time for some reason. Uh, we have we have a couple of birthdays and Thanksgiving, and so it's good. It's good. Not quite Halloween yet, but getting there. Right, just sure. around the corner. Yeah, people are are beginning to decorate their places, and so yeah. So welcome to the Connect Two podcast. Let's uh, uh, let's get let's get right at it. Um, if we're, if you're new, uh, feel, feel free to, uh, um, rate, review and subscribe. And, um, if you review us on podcasts that, uh, on Apple podcasts, that particularly helps us get found. Yeah, exactly. And then tell all your friends, right? Yeah. Um, and the Facebook page, of course, uh, is being updated, um, usually every Tuesday with any kind of content that relates to whatever we put out. Yep. So it's all good. And uh, still having fun. Uh, do we have anything in the mailbag today? No mail this week after uh, after that great message last week, but maybe next week. We'll see. <laughs> One thing at a time. Yeah. What two new things did you learn this week? This is always a challenge because I learn lots of things, but I learned that there's a company here in town, and, and maybe this is a common thing, where you can rent, basically you wind up renting uh, eggs and let them hatch at your house. And then you return chicks once they've hatched. You return so, the chicks? Yeah. So some friends of ours have young kids and they found out about this thing. So you go to this farm and they got like a half a dozen eggs, uh, all viable, presumably. Oh, and, I mean fertilized. Yeah. And then you get an incubator uh, thing for plug-in incubator, which shakes the, doesn't shake them, but it rocks the eggs. Get up, get up, yeah. get up now. No, it rocks the eggs and it keeps them warm. And you've got instructions on to keep it humidified. And of the six eggs they had, two were, were duds. And then four of them uh, hatched. Ooh, cool. And so you get to watch the, the chicks hatch. And then you get to keep the chicks for about a week, they said. Are they all different breeds or no. are they the same? Uh, well, these were pretty small, different, slightly different colors. Mm -hmm. Of course, young kids, right? So they named them. One was named Omelette, and because yeah, it was a little bit yellower. Oh my God. So it's just no good. <laughs> <laughs> One's eggs Benedict, and I, I guess scramble. Yeah, I guess the main shtick is uh, they would do this with classrooms. Teachers could do this, okay. but you can do it. So if you got young kids, or you just want to see some chickens hatch, but that was our first question. It was like, well, what are you going to do with the chicks now? Right? Thinking this is probably fun when they're small but you know and they're like no no they just take them back because it's a chicken farm and so is it a so it's chicken, really cool is it a chicken farm for chickens or is it a farm for eggs i think it's an egg farm but they they obviously produce occasionally you know new 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 up-and-comers right <laughs> yeah well because the other thing that was weird is we saw they they don't have um feathers on their wings when they're so when the thing spread its wings you could actually see the bones Oof. um it's only like a day and a half old, but eventually the wings will fill in 
over this like skeletal framework and I, there might be skin on it it's hard to say well like but I, know, I was like that's weird i know the chicken that they that for food is uh typically a lot of the factory farms it's like 45 days they're only 45 days old when they're yeah and um so they, they got to get a lot of meat on them, them yeah. bones pretty quick so well, they must grow super fast hence the hormones and and all of that yeah. sort of factory farming stuff so That's true. yeah i don't know what the optimal age of a chicken a free range f- fryer would be well um, i know we we get maybe uh, somebody knows and send us an email no that would be good yeah so, <laughs> i'm sure we can look it up 94 days <laughs> oh yeah, interesting um anything else you learned this week that's really fascinating jeff yeah uh no <laughs> i'm sure it'll come to me later I'm like, oh yeah i learned nothing so <laughs> well i was in a a meeting uh when it, you know with a committee I, i'm uh, i'm on the board for the local chapter of the professional photographers of canada oh yeah and good for you. um um one of the questions came up which was a treaty recognition. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty common to hear them at the beginning of the start of a lot of, you know, public events. Yep. Um, and we had people pretty far and wide. We had one woman who was joining us who was from Saskatchewan and one that was in Fort McMurray. And so we did the treaty acknowledgement, and I realized I have no clue which, I mean, I know that I'm on treaty lands. Yep. But I really don't know much about the treaties or where they extend or sure. Anything like that. So it just becomes kind of like something you hear and you sort of go like, okay. So I presume you looked into it. I did. Ah, excellent. Uh, and um, I did because uh, it's quite the. Uh, so we're on Treaty Seven, are we not? No, we're on Treaty Six. Treaty Six, my bad. Treaty Six. So we're in Edmonton, and because we're in Edmonton, and I've got a. So there's so, and Alberta is good in some respects because we actually have all the land is part of a treaty. Right. Whereas I think in BC that where they have lots of issues is there's actually lands that they have no treaty. They never, they never seceded. Sure. So, um, but yeah, so there's treaty six and there's, um, uh, so there's treaty six extends into Saskatchewan. Um, but in Alberta we have treaty six, treaty seven, Treaty 8 and Treaty 10. Nice. And um, so Treaty 6 was signed in 1876. And um, is uh, the traditional gathering place and traveling route for, for a whole bunch of different indigenous peoples. Right. And uh, I am going to butcher the, their names, but there's the Nehayawak Cree, the Titsutina, uh, the Nit. Netsitapi, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Haidensani, Iroquois, Dene Sulini, Anish Abi, Obidjue, Salto, and the Inuk, Inuk, and Inuit. Oh, wow. So it was first signed in 1876 at Fort Carlton and Fort Pitt in Saskatchewan between the Nehayak, Nehayawak, Mm -hmm. Dene Sulin, Nakota Sioux, and the Crown. 
Later on, other nations signed, they call them adhesions to the treaty in order to provide for their communities. That's amazing. So today, Treaty 6 encompasses 17 First Nations. Mm -hmm. um, and there's huge language and cultural divides between uh, um, the different groups. Sure. Yep. And uh, differing motives, the treaties are surrounded with many misconceptions, particularly between the conceptions of sharing the land and land secession. Mm. Treaty 6 Recognition Day is every August 23rd and was initiated by the city of Edmonton to commemorate the signing of Treaty 6 at Fort Carlton on August 23rd, 1876. So, you know, so um, it's, uh, it's, and uh, I mean... Uh, I know that uh, recently, uh, for this past civic election, mm -hmm. which just happened yesterday when we were right. recording this. Yep. Um, all the the wards were renamed in honor of different traditional, traditional, and some are easier to pronounce than others. There's yeah. a couple, and I'm we're, just like alphabet soup. We're in uh, Ward Métis, and I was like. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Right. Cause you don't want to mispronounce it. Oh, I know. Uh, and sort of see it and sort of like, I'm going to, I'm going to screw this up. So well, we're in Papa stew. So that's also relatively, yeah, that's not too but, hard. Uh, there was a super close race. Um, and two candidates were within like 75 votes or something. Wow. And, uh, but to try and pronounce the name, like I was really impressed with a lot of these radio. I mean, I don't know if they're pronouncing it right, but they sure as pronounce it with confidence. Sure. So <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> if you're going to mispronounce it, just go for it. Well, and the other thing I learned is, uh, well, and it's not, it's not something I didn't know, but it's something that I think many people don't really realize. Um, when you're watching like a YouTube video okay, and you know, it's a day in the life or whatever. Right. I'm going to go to the store. Like uh, the, the guy who really started this was Casey Neistat. And uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's kind of like the the grandfather of YouTubers, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He's quite, quite, quite famous for that. But he did this. Um, so he'll do this stuff where you see him doing things. Uh -huh. But they're all setups. So I, I watched this uh, this little video specifically by a guy named, uh, his name is Gerald and Dunn. He's Canadian. Okay. He does a lot of uh, reviews of tech stuff. Yeah. Like usually photographic or video tech stuff. Sure. And it just, uh, he says, I really hate the setups, right? Like you want to, you need to do a story where you have somebody walking into a room. So it's all staged, right? Like. You have to set up the camera and you stage it or you have him going into the refrigerator and you put a camera in the refrigerator and sure. walks up. Like it's all staged. Everything right. is staged and it's all part of good storytelling and it does a really good job storytelling, but he hates it. Okay. And um, what would he like to do instead? Well, he'd like to be a little bit more genuine and honest. Strap and... a camera to his cat and just let her <laughs> let her rip. Well, and, and it's funny because I what quite am I like looking at? I quite <laughs> like watching uh, this this chef uh, Kenji uh, that we've talked about right, before. Right, right, and right, right. He sticks a GoPro on his head, right? Like, and it's just pointed right down in front of him, and you can watch him making it. And he just does this constant talking and and it's funny because he's he's using the gopro and you can actually see he's got uh, he's like there's nothing complicated about his setup it works quite well sure and he's got a little his his uh, phone is set up and he can watch what he can what the gopro is while he's doing what right the, what okay so doing. he can see that's pretty so smart. it's uh so it's pretty good but you can see what he's doing right and it, so it's 
that's pretty genuine because there's not you know the motion it's not though processed of, and yeah edited although the down. motion of having it stuck on uh, on his head my wife likes the food Kenji does but okay. she can't watch his YouTube because it's, like, it's, it's like, like one of those handheld uh, like the Blair Witch like project. a Justin Lin movie with the the shaky cams what yes, they call exactly. it right that's funny yeah. so anyway my so, kids think I should do a YouTube channel where I'll just wear a GoPro and uh, when things make me mad then i'll just capture my reaction so call it mad dad <laughs> exactly so anyway that so that made me think about the fact that i think a lot of people don't necessarily realize how how set up how uh, the stories that are told on youtube they're all fabricated it's, right it's uh, i mean for they're the, in, for the most part they're yeah. intended to convey something so they yep. set them up that yep so that was it for me. Um, okay. So today we're talking about coffee. Coffee. In fact, we have some coffee right yes. here. We have and coffee and I've made it in a Chemex, which I uh, referred to in a previous previous yes. uh, podcast. And uh, Jeff has no idea what a Chemex actually is other than he's looking at it. Yeah. Well, it's a glass uh, sort of shaped like one of those standard coffee filter yeah, it looks uh, like, like uh, the V-neck like round a... coffee filter, but you tell me that the filter is uniquely different. Well, it's uh, it's a little bit different. I have one in in front of me here, and and actually, before we get this, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. pour some coffee. Yeah, let's pour some coffee. So, is this a particular blend or brew? Well, I we're I, both big coffee. Uh, Mark's I, a bit of a coffee connoisseur. I'm more of a Starbucks guy, uh, but I think we both like strong coffee. This is definitely a strong coffee. Strong coffee's good. And it's, um, so oh, yeah. I am a big uh, fan. I'm of... going to try it now. <laughs> oh, smooth. No, that's really good. So, so I'm a big fan of a local roaster. No sleeping tonight. <laughs> of a local roaster, uh, Ace, Ace, uh, who is not a sponsor of today. Okay. But Ace, um, they make, um, I had a long chat with Joe and I bought, uh, Joe has been that in the good. coffee industry for a long time. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, it, um, he sells coffee equipment. So okay. my espresso machine, which is a rocket, is, uh, is, which is a brand from Italy. Um, it, I bought from him. And, uh, but they also roast coffee, and they've been doing this for a while, and it's quite successful. And mm. he has a kind of like... Divided into two kind, two segments. Okay. So there is um, one segment is kind of uh, more Italian style, where you get kind of the chocolate oh, flavors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. caramel flavors, yep. and all that stuff. And then the other style, which is more a lot of the single single um, source um, um, flavor. So you'll just get like a Colombian bean instead of a blend. Sure. A, a, a single sourced um, point of origin. Yep. And then they'll they'll do all kinds of weird stuff with washing them, and there's all kinds of complexity in terms of how they manufacture and they roast the beans. Right. But the, those styles they tend to have a bit more of an acidic edge to them, yeah. And instead of and so you get more of the flower notes and the, the right. So it uh, it I'm not a big fan of the acidic side. I'm more a fan of uh, 
of the Italian style. But what's the uh, what's that blend that they allow a monkey to eat and then it uh, passes it and then they it's roast a, it? It's a it's a cat. It's a civic. Cat. Oh, is it a cat? It's in like Indonesia. It's not a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> well, I mean, monkey might throw their poop oh, and then you'd man. never find it. Yeah, that's right. Some kind of cat. Yes. It's really expensive, apparently. No doubt. I'm sure there isn't a huge supply. Well, and you're going to find a harvester, too. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned, so in Edmonton, there's a kind of a, a hip sort of road street called White Avenue. Right. And uh, there's a there's a Earth's General store yeah. who are not a sponsor. And maybe a month ago, we're driving by, it's like 5.30 on a weeknight, and there's this huge plume of smoke. So it's in an older building and we just smelled this burnt. And I thought, Oh my God, is the building on fire? Is there nobody there? So we went around the block, you know, to just like, did we miss see that? And sure enough, there's this massive smoke coming out of the building. So I said, maybe it's on fire. Maybe so we pulled up, knocked on the door and this woman popped up and she's like, Oh no, they're just roasting the coffee. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. She said, well, thanks for checking in though. Cause you know, had we been on fire, that would have been useful information. But it didn't really smell like coffee. It, it actually just smelled like fire. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and... Uh, I'm sure the neighbors love it. There's a condo, like, right behind it. I'm sure they're like, ah, yeah, this is great. It's the roasting again. Yeah. It, um, well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And there's it's quite, um, it's quite an elaborate process. Um, during the start of the pandemic kind of a little bit before the start of the pandemic i started following uh, this coffee guy his name is mm -hmm. james hoffman okay and james hoffman is um he's been involved in coffee this is i mean this is he started as a barista and got right he actually won a world barista championship in the late 2000s wow and um he founded a fairly fancy uh um coffee coffee shop coffee chop coffee roaster in, sure in london yeah uh, well why not if you win the championship well he's, he's out of england so he's uh he, he's and he also has a very interesting uh interesting youtube channel it's uh he's got a lot of subscribers is it about coffee of course it's just about coffee <laughs> You never know. He's been doing. He's got YouTube, Instagram, and wow. Twitter, and his his Instagram handle and Twitter. I think is called Jim Seven, and it was just uh, he has some explanation for why he chose that, and he just stuck with it all along. Sure, because he did it when it was kind of early on. But yeah, so he's he's got Square Mile Coffee Roasters. He's also written a book. Um, it's already in a second edition, which is called um, The World of Atlas. World Atlas of Coffee. And oh it's, wow! It's really, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, although the photos could be better because okay. they look a little bit like they came from the eighties. Uh, what are you, you going to do, Mark? I'm just too picky about. I think you should things. reach out and see if there's a collaboration for his third edition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let me do a, let me update your pictures for. I'll uh, update your pictures. Uh, yeah. Off to Jakarta. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was first published in 2014. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I have the book. It's awesome. And it's, uh, it, it gives, it answers a lot of questions. So, I mean, it's, we're not going to cover it off. We're not going to barely scratch the surface. Right. Today. We, I was expecting a full treatise on the history of coffee and 
exactly. which by the way is threatened by global warming well it is um can you imagine a world where we're back to the freeze-dried coffee because when i grew up and i'm sure it's the same for you you know coffee was not really like everybody drank it but it was just that instant coffee folgers or oh yeah you know and it wasn't until well, of course in italy and places like that they they knew coffee but here in north america was just a throwaway thing, right? Well, and in fact, like, uh, like sometimes you get these these products, like uh, Budweiser will advertise that they have rice in their, in right. their beer, yeah. uh, because and and you're going like, and that makes it healthier, but actually, rice is a filler. Yeah. So that it, it they, it's no good. So yeah. Folgers was the same. Folgers used to say made with chicory, and chicory is intended to basically uh, get rid of the bitterness. Oh, there you go. But um, but today I thought we would just talk briefly about the Chemex. Because okay. This is what we made the coffee with. Yep. So, so to it, describe it, it's got like some kind of wooden... Wooden collar. Wooden collar tied with a lanyard and a bead. Yep. It's uh, it's basically, it's uh, it's got a, a funnel at the top where you yeah. pour the coffee in. It looks somewhat it, like an hourglass, hourglass with an open end on top. Exactly. Yes. So it's a manual pour over style coffee maker was invented in 1941 and uh has been around by who by peter schlumbalum schlumbalum and it's been manufactured in chicopee massachusetts oh yeah and uh why do i know that place it's been around a lot and what's really interesting if you uh, get into chemex is it possible i may have seen that on a coffee machine somewhere like, uh, I think they make more than... No, I think they only oh. make these manual things. Really? But what's interesting about them is that... Um, so it, it uh, is that um, if you go back and watch like TV shows from the 70s... Okay. ...and the 80s... Yeah. It's not uncommon to see a Chemex sitting on the kitchen counter in the background. Oh, man. It was man. used frequently because it's quite an attractive looking coffee maker. it is and it's incredibly simple right basically yeah. it is it's basically this glass hour shape right. glass shape thing with an open top yep you put the, the the filter paper in there which is also manufactured by chemex right of course um and it's uh, it's basically the the filter is round and then oh, it's yeah. folded into being a triangle so when you actually uh, or a cone so when you actually um put the grounds in you'll have one side that only has one layer of coffee uh, one layer of paper and right. the other will have three and that's part of the and this is part of the design so because if uh, because one one feature of the chemex is there's this like this groove in one end for pouring yep. so you would put the coffee filter in with the three layers towards the 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 pour, pouring spigot okay part, yeah and it basically holds it up so that the water, the coffee can flow underneath the filter. Oh. So it's quite a cool little Is that design. where you pour the water in then? Through the... No, you pour no, it in pour through it the top. The thing. And then right. when you're pouring it out... It, oh, of course. So you don't have to remove the filter. Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's quite distinctive. Well, it makes, and, a, it makes a pretty nice cup of coffee. Wow, yeah. And uh, Where the, did you get it? Um, I got it... Did you go to Chicopi? No, I think I got it from Ace. Okay. No, in fact, I don't know where I got it because I got it given to me. It, it just birthday, appeared one day. It was a birthday present <laughs> from my wife, but I think it was from Ace. Mm. And um, the uh, like, we got it at the very early part of the 
pandemic. Okay. And, yep. uh, and what, so one thing that was a problem was trying to get these filters because apparently they, they manufacture only Chemex makes their own filters uh-huh. and it's a, um, but they had to retool during the start of the pandemic to make they masks. Were making masks. Right. So, uh, so there was like a, an acute Chemex filter storage uh, shortage for the first, I don't know, three or four months. Isn't that something? So not a good time to be without coffee. But the, the good <laughs> thing about it is it makes an incredibly good coffee, especially as a pour over. So it's um, it's not super complicated. I'll I'll post a picture on our Facebook page. Um, there's uh, so this is the I have the round filters. There's also square ones. Oh yeah. But they basically all work the same. So the thing about it is that uh, it's a thicker paper and it removes most of the coffee oil and makes the coffee taste much cleaner than are brewed in other coffee systems. Um, it extracts uh, caffeine and flavor while removing a lot of the bitter notes. Right. So, um, that's, so that's, that's basically it. It, it, um, there, there are different sizes and slightly different versions. Mm -hmm. This is the classic one and it makes about, uh, 600 milliliters of, uh, um, of coffee. So it's about two cups, two yeah, and a half cups. Two, two yeah. Half cups, yeah. Right. So, I mean, all of the things that people do to coffee, like putting them in those, uh, electric carafes that keep it warm for seven hours really or, bad. or the, uh, the, the USB, you know, uh, <laughs> little heater, a little heater. So yeah. you put your, it's like, this is terrible. So no one would treat wine that way, but, uh, no, this is really good. Yeah. Really good. Quite and nice when you cup pour of a cup, cup of coffee, you get that nice ASMR, just the right the sound. It's yep. very soothing. Anyway, um, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about with, with coffee, coffee for today. We'll, we'll talk, Chemex and you know we'll uh, maybe we'll. Explore I think you should other... post a picture of it on the website. I will. Oh, so people can. That's a good idea. Yeah, on the Facebook page or on the website or wherever, but yeah. so people can visualize. Well, what they won't have to visualize it; they'll be looking at a picture of it. They'll be able to oh, see that's it. what it looks like. That's okay. what a Chemex looks like. Yes, yeah. I will definitely do that. Um, what kind of media are you consuming? Oh man, there's just so much stuff. I I'm reading a book, and the only reason I picked it is that there's a story involved in it that maybe veers into the supernatural. I don't know. We'll see. So the book is called expert secrets by a guy named Russell Brunson. And it's the underground playbook for converting online visitors into lifelong customers. And you, so you're thinking, so it's a book about basically because relaunching this business, my wife is launching her practice. And right now we're trying to get our head around the whole you know, how do you effectively use LinkedIn? And, and, you know, there's so many people have websites, but if you're not converting, you're wasting your time, right? Yeah, but LinkedIn, you don't want to be converting the um, evangelical. No, no, no. <laughs> the funny thing about this book is uh, I was out for a walk with my dog. This is like a month ago, maybe two months ago. Not sure where and you're going. I was feeling, kind of feeling a, a little bit at loss ends. And there's this big green space at the end of our neighborhood. Okay. And uh, there was a park bench there and I walked the dog and this book brand new was sitting on the bench and I looked around and there's nobody around. And I was like, is this a book from like, you know, like, like who put this book here? It just, it felt, so I, I walked away from the book. I looked at it. I was like, ah, but it just kept niggling at me. I'm like, this seems like spooky. This is meant to be here. So I just started reading it this week. Because now I'm, I'm redoing my website and, and I thought, 
wouldn't it be weird if this is actually like the the book that gives me you know that 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 information that that insight that really breaks things apart so it was yeah and i mean like i didn't steal the book like literally just nobody around i waited like a good 20 25 minutes nothing nobody coming back to get it so yeah we'll see but it's it felt like it was just like offered up by you by know the, the great beyond so we'll see that's awesome yeah okay. uh anything else for media still getting over uh you know star trek uh lower decks just blew us away i think we finally watched went back and rewatched a bit of what if because uh, i missed the end of a couple episodes and so yeah did you figure uh, out the missing episode well i figured out why apparently it's because it was a covid related problem with production so that's why they bumped it yeah so yeah so, tony uh, tony, and, tony Gamora. and Gamora. yeah yeah um and then you know we've just been paying attention to to twitter and and the upcoming we had the civic election so yeah with know, some keeps, interesting keeps results Both yeah edmonton and calgary now have uh mayors that are uh what is it bipoc yeah black Pun- indigenous yeah. people of color yeah and more specifically i think i believe they're both punjabi yeah. so so yeah exciting times lots of women on council yeah in both cities lots so of uh, kind of a rejection of the of the the traditional we live in a province that's quite polarized or at least you have the impression that it is right like the media certainly makes it seem like it's highly polarized and so having seen this it's almost like a repudiation of that at well, least in the big urban centers. Well, Although, in, uh, in fact, in, uh, I heard a stat that uh, in the last, uh, since 1981, so what is that? That's 10, 20, 30. 40 years 40 now. 40 years. Oh, boy. There's only been 20 incumbents that were defeated. Really? And in last night's election, four of them were. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Medicine Hat has a, a female mayor. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, yeah. So, well, really. And Calgary's uh, mayor now is the first first woman elected as mayor for that's right Calgary. yeah since 1884 i think and we almost had a black council member but i think she lost by like it's just a like 100 votes or something like that that's right although i think we do have a, isn't there one of the ladies is asian i think yeah, so we got, we got that too so. yeah so no really good news and a lot more diversity that's awesome. yeah yeah it's not really good for us old white guys but <laughs> But well, that, a couple of old white guys it, sort of got <laughs> sent packing, and uh, and that's not a bad. thing. It's not a bad thing. There's a couple of them did not appreciate it. Yeah, so exactly. much. So exactly. Anyhow, um, for me, for media, uh, I'm really liking this foundation series. But uh, uh, like compared to the book, I, I convinced my wife to watch part of the. All right, we we didn't quite get through the first episode last night because before we got disrupted but uh she's going like this uh this tv show of foundation has more excitement in it than the entire book that we read we, we, we listened to for, for the foundation so it's well done it's well crafted they and, had to make an adaptation that people would actually watch yeah. i read those books and they are a slog it's oh like, my god you know and uh but <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting watching it again because there's a lot of clues in the early part that I kind of missed as I went. 
because like, I had no idea where it was going. Right. And then when you watch it again, you go like, well, there's definite clues as to where it's going. Sure. But you have to be aware of the clues in order to be, you know, you, you have to know what's going to happen in order to be cognizant that those were actually right. clues. Right. So it's quite interesting. That's awesome. Uh, we've also continued to watch this Netflix series, Ragnarok. Right. Actually, uh, my wife was mentioning, I think your wife might have mentioned it to her. And yeah. she's thinking we should watch it. So I'm going to ask you, like, is it kid appropriate? Yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kid appropriate. Uh, the yeah, more so than most anything. Oh, okay. Well, and, that's good. Uh, it. I mean, it. They won't want to watch it then. Like, it's it's about teenagers. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Or there's a, a significant teenage influence in there. Um, I think we've only watched the dub version. There might be a subtitled version. It might be easier to watch. I don't like watching dubbed. But, uh, right, but it's good, and um, but we're we're uh, I think we have two episodes left. Okay, um, I have no idea where it's going, but it's uh, that's it's, always a good it's, it's a thing in a show, right? Keeps you on your seat, uh, corner edge of your seat. Yeah, corner of your seat, not the corner, the edge. Well, and the good. Other, the other thing we saw and uh, finished the Ted Lasso series season two. Oh yes. See, um, I haven't got into that, but I know some people just absolutely swear by it. Just Ted Lasso it. is really good. The first season was really good. I think they were not expecting to do a second season. Um, the second season, <laughs> second oh, season man. has also been pretty good, uh, with some interesting uh, twists. Okay. Um, the last episode had this weird thing where they, they their storytelling was just a bit unusual that uh, that didn't really flow with the rest of how the the rest of the series. Sure. The rest of the series is a little more conventional, and then they had these big jumps, time jumps. Things. Interesting. So anyway, but it uh, but but in the end, it it's a really it's it's a good story. It's a fun and show, it, and it's well set up for yeah. season three. So there you go. Which now watch them not get renewed. <laughs> just one now that they're they expecting went, it they went a bunch of won a bunch of emmys and yeah they probably well. will cool so uh and that's basically it um for this week cool. um check so, out our facebook page there'll be updates as well as links to all the stuff that we talked about today or right. as much of it as i can can find um cool. any ideas on what we'll be talking about next week yeah something just popped into my head this is uh <laughs> we're gonna go from sort of serious business stuff to i think i'd like to do a thing on dreams okay perfect you know the science or whatever we science of what we know about dreams because okay. i had a weird dream last night and uh it's just top of mind so perfect yeah okay all right we'll talk to you next sounds week. good mark okay. bye